So the first scripture I got here is from First um, Corinthians, uh, the second chapter, and uh, just verse 16 here. For who, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And quite often you'll hear this scripture as put on the, put on the mind of Christ. The, the mind that Jesus has is the mind that we can receive as well. And then from Philippians uh, chapter 4, reading uh, verse 8 and 9 here. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, and whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing and whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So dwell on these things. Think about these things. And keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And the God of peace will be in you. And these are the, the words of God uh, for each and every one of us here today. And amen. And as we take some time just uh, to pray uh, and reflect on these words, um, what does it mean to you uh, to put on the mind of Christ? And, and how do we cultivate that particular mind or, the, or that way of thinking? So what does it mean to put on the mind of Christ? And what does it mean to, to cultivate or how, how do we cultivate that mind? Let's take a, a few moments just to, to pray and to reflect on that. Let us pray. Just in your own thoughts and ideas there, what, would it, what does it mean to you to, um, to put on or to have the mind of Christ and, and lengthy process doing that so and how do we cultivate that mind and so if, if anyone has a thought on that if you could just kind of raise your hand and then uh dana and i were kind of call on you there me um on this particular topic is we went on a, a prayer walk last friday and it was only about an hour long but for at least for me at least just that walk was cultivating and developing the the mind of Christ and some of the practices that we were participating in collectively as a group. And so what do we think about during the day and, and during the night as well? And maybe take some time, if you ever journal, just to start start noticing your thoughts, what what occupies your mind. And uh, sometimes we think we don't have any control over our thoughts, but I think once we start becoming cognizant of our thoughts, we realize we really do start choosing what we think on and what we, we dwell about. And our thoughts are important because often our thoughts will lead into actions and lead into a way of life. And as I mentioned this past Friday, we had a prayer walk and we're going to have another one this Friday at five o'clock. And, and if you'd like to go, you can just meet at the church and we're going to go up um, to Helen Roos house and, and walk around our property there. If, if, if it's dry enough, we're going to do that. So we had a prayer walk this past Friday, though, and it was very meaningful for me and hopefully for the other people on the walk as well, because through that practice of prayer and meditation and scripture, we were guiding our thoughts in our hearts to things which are pure and good 
in life giving. And that combination of walking and gathering with a group of like-minded people all added to this experience of trying to put on the, the mind of Christ. And we might call that just grace. And initially when we, we started to walk, we gathered outside of our, our fellowship hall and the tree directly in, in front of the hall I always kind of refer to that maple tree as Jack's Jack's tree because Marianne uh, gave us that tree just in, in memory of Jack. And so when we gathered in a circle uh, around that that tree, we just remembered that we are surrounded uh, by saints, by a cloud of witnesses. And this is where we started through prayer and meditation, started cultivating our thoughts, and we remembered in our minds the elders and the mentors in our lives, the people who have blessed us and helped raise us. And we also gave thanks to the to the Navajos and the Utes who, who once lived on the land that we were standing on and in the land that we were about to, to walk on. This really helped set our minds in a better place. And as we started to walk uh, towards Cottonwood Park, we stopped at a, a neighbor's house and just those words that, that Gail mentioned, to love our neighbor and, and to love ourselves. We took time in prayer in our thoughts just to give thanks for all the neighbors that we've had throughout our life and to ask God's blessings upon them and to give thanks. And even to go so far as to ask blessings upon the neighbors that we might have that we, we struggle with, but to recognize and see that they are indeed God's children as well. And then we moved on in a walk and, and trying to walk in silence. And we had several kids with us and they, they were just yapping away and everything. They had a hard time being still there, but we walked to the river. And as we started walking along the river, that very first pool off to the left, I, I call that the, the baptismal pool because it, um, We've had many baptisms there and just thinking about all the, the people who have received that gift of, of living water there. And we had words about that renewal of life and that water just moving through us and cleansing us and refreshing us. And so we spent time in our prayers and in our thoughts just thinking about being loved by God and that gift and just training our, our thoughts in that way as well. And then we moved further down the, the trail and then just think about God delights in us. And then just our prayers and our, our focuses just on the, the love for others and the love for ourselves as well. And then we stopped and we, we listened uh, to the birds, to the river that was gently flowing over the rocks with the hope that with our thoughts, we could cast our, our worries and our fears to God and just accept that peace and that gentleness that we could hear in the river and in the birds of the air. And we took time just to stand in, in silence and to breathe in the air. And this whole practice and this whole time, I think it was really just putting on the mind for a moment and letting that grace the love and the joy and especially just that combination of the the community and, and the and the birds and the river just 
seem to uplift all of us. And so through prayer and meditation, we can set our, our minds on the higher things of life. And Foster, in his book, The Celebration of Discipline, he says we can consciously choose a way of thinking and a way of We can choose a way of thinking and a way of living. And their prayer walk was just one hour of really life-giving thoughts in silence for me and hopefully for the others on the walk. And so today and in our ensuing week here, I'd like us just to spend some time thinking about what do we think about most during the week, during the day and during the night? What, what are our thoughts? Do we put on the mind of Christ? And there was one uh, study on people's thoughts in a, psych a psychological study. And uh, with the participants in this uh, study, that they spent 40% of their time, 40% of their thoughts, worrying about things that will never happen. Think about that. They spent 40% of their time thinking about things that will never happen. They spent 30% of their time thinking or dwelling on things of the which cannot be changed. And just a little examination of my thoughts, I would say this is quite true for me at least. 70% of their time worrying about things that will never happen and another 30% dwelling on things in the past that they cannot change. And they also found that the participants spent 12% of their time criticizing and usually untrue criticism. They spent 10% of their time thinking and dwelling on their health. And all research says the more we worry about our health, the worse, the worse it gets. And finally, they spent 8% of their time, their thoughts, about, not worries, but concerns that, about real problems that can actually be solved. Just 8% of their thoughts were actually productive. Spiritually mature people, <clears throat> I've read this many times, they estimate and they kind of reflect the, the results of the study that 70 to 90% of our thoughts are wasteful. Think about that. Same thing the research found, that 70 to 90% of our thoughts are wasteful. Step programs, they just call this stinking thinking. <laughs> and we live, we live in the United States of anxiety. We're so fast-paced. We live in the United States of anxiety. And this is from a retreat center. And Dinkin Manuel, at, at this, he said, our physical, spiritual, and emotional muscles are tied up in knots because of all the fear and all the anxiety continually perpetuate in our thoughts. And the New Testament word for anxiety, when you translate that word that we see in, in scripture for anxiety, it means pooled <clears throat> in opposite directions to fracture a person's being into parts. That is to live with the anxiety in the 
in Jesus, in Paul, in Scripture, they all rise over and over in several different that we need to cultivate and nurture the mind of Christ. In Philippians, it says, have the same mind in you that was in Christ. In Ephesians, it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So that renewal mind. And in Corinthians that we just read, it says, put on the mind of Christ. So what, are, what do we think about day in and day out? When we think about putting on the, the mind of Christ, when Paul says that, in the negative, we could say to put on the mind of Christ means that we must not think or behave the way the world behaves. To live in fear and insecurity and anxiety. And to put that in, in a positive way, Paul is saying we seek to imitate the attitudes and the behavior of Jesus. And Paul gives us some really very specific guidelines. He says, think about or set our minds, pray and meditate on things in life that are pure, that are true, that are honorable, that are just, that are lovely and gracious. This is to have the mind of Christ. And it takes time and it takes practice and it takes a lot of discipline just to focus our thoughts on those things that are pure and good and gracious. When we think and pray and meditate about these things and not the stuff that will never happen, when we pray and think about these things and not the stuff of the past and not the stuff of untrue criticisms, why would we do this? Why is this our habit? And all these things that we usually meditate and pray on, they tear us apart physically and spiritually. And these things wreak havoc on our relationships and they destroy our inner and outer peace. And Deacon Manuel says, all of this negative stuff, <clears throat> all these negative thoughts that we perpetually have going on in our mind is nothing more than garbage in and garbage out. We think about these things and we dwell on them and it's nothing more than garbage in and garbage out. So Paul exhorts us to put on the mind of Christ, to have Jesus's behavior, his love, his forgiveness, his compassion. And Foster says, if we consciously choose the way of grace, the way of redemption, the way of healing. He says, peace will break into the recesses of our lives and our relationships. And the inevitable result will be joy. So when we consciously cultivate that mind of Christ and we're very intentional in spending that time in prayer and meditation, the result will be joy. And then we might ask ourselves, what about all of our problems and our circumstances? What about the, the injustice that is in the world? Well, when we dwell, when we think and pray and meditate on the good and the excellent things in life, we will be so full of those things that they will tend to swallow up our problems. 
or another way to look at it is the best criticism of the bad is the practice of the better. We're putting on of Christ. We don't do this alone. It takes time. It takes practice and patience, a lot of discipline. I think this is what maybe part of what Paul is saying when he talks about praying without ceasing. To be very, very focusing our minds, our thoughts on that love and grace and the goodness that we see in the world and in creation. And God's grace accompanies us on this path. And that grace guides us very much like the river. And my prayer for, for all of us today is that we will, grace of God, set our minds on the higher things of life. Things that are true. Things that are honorable things that are just and pure, things that are lovely and gracious. May we soak in the goodness of God's pure, clean love for us and for our neighbors as well. And may the river of life pass through our minds and as well as our town. Amen.